the book of Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. I think you can all hear me anyhow without that mic. All right, Isaiah chapter 11 and verses 1 through 11. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with with equity for the meek of of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the sucking child shall play on the hole of the ass. And the weaned child shall put his hands on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign, of the people, so it to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to cover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros, from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar, from Hamath and from the islands of the sea, uh, and he shall set up an ensign of, for the nations shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the disposed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. I read one more verse than what I said, but that's all right. So much is going on in the world today. So much is happening that you never heard of happening before. 
wickedness and evilness and, and sinfulness. Mothers driving uh, their children into the river and, and rivers or lakes and um, uh, killing their children and and of course the uh, the fact that so many people uh, argue and want to say that it's all right for a mother to kill her un- unborn baby and all things like that going on in the world and the gov- the country even passes law that that uh, allows such things to happen. And there's a lot of wickedness and evil, evilness going on all around, everywhere you go and, and everything you see. And, and so the Bible tells us uh, very plainly that the Lord is coming again and um, uh, there's much to think about it and to consider about the fact that the Lord is coming and why He's coming again. We um, we just know that, like we read in verse 11, it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people. He's coming, and when he comes the second time, all who are still alive and remain at the coming of the Lord will be caught up. And all those that have died and been buried, the bodies been buried, the graves, the, the bodies will come forth out of the grave and come forth in the, in the uh, perfect form that it will be changed into and uh, the bodies and souls will be reunited and God's people will be with the Lord forever and ever. Much to be thinking about because, like I said, there's so much wickedness going on all around. So much happening that uh, uh, even people that don't know much about it have started talking about the Lord is coming again. Time and again, you hear people say, it must be time. It's nearly time. He should be coming. He must be coming soon. And all the things that's happening in the world, things that you never heard of before, uh, there are things that's going on today that I'd never heard about when I was a child. Uh, things that, that happens that you just don't even think about. And so much of us said, like I said, wickedness and evilness happening everywhere. We certainly could not in one message preach all about the second coming. But I want, just want to think about the fact that Christ is coming again. He is coming for his people. So whatever happens, and when things get worse as it is, and it'll continue getting worse, that's a, that's a sign that lets us know that he is coming 
again, and it's nearing that time. Christ himself talked about this in the book of John, chapter 14. Isaiah, in our text, said that he would be coming again, and Christ talked about it in John 14 and verses 1 through 3. John uh, 14 and verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither ye go, ye know, and the way ye know. Christ, while he was here, one of the things that he told told the disciples, when the disciples were asking him uh, different things, and he was talking about the fact that he would be going back uh, to heaven, and the disciples were talking about uh, wanting to go with him and so on. And he told them they, were, they, they have a job to do, but they would be taken up. He said, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Look at what's going on around about you today. Look at uh, what uh, the things that you hear on the news. Uh, and... Um, And what's what's going on? I just heard on the news that uh, a father went to the school to complain because they were showing magazines that were sexually explicit, uh, not magazine, but books, uh, to, the, to the children. And he went in to complain, and they called the police and arrested him. They should have arrested the principal that allowed it to happen. But they arrested him because he went in to complain. You hear things uh, uh, that that goes on that uh, that it's hard to imagine. And the disciples were were concerned, and and they uh, they they said um, uh, they said uh, you know why is it so? What's going on, and why? Why are things happening? And he said, when I go, I will come again. I will come again. And Jesus said, he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. Christ, when he left to go back to heaven, after he came to uh, become the sacrifice that covers our sins, he said, I will come back. I'm preparing a place for you. And he says, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You and I today believe in Christ. 
And we believe that we that we will one day be with him. And this is an assurance that he gave to us when he said, when I go, I'm getting a place ready for you. And he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself. I will come again. One of these days, our Lord is coming for us And the Bible, in reading many different things about it, tells us that things are going to happen that never happened before. Evilness gets worse. And now someone can complain because uh, a teacher allowed a child to pray or led the the class in prayer. And, uh, And... instead of the person complaining being removed from the school, the teachers are reprimanded. It's not right. It's wrong. It's not acceptable. It's it's terrible what is happening in the world today. So as we think about that, then we have to realize... Christ said, He will come for us. He will come for us. And when He does, we'll be with Him. We have a lot of people who have painted so-called pictures of Christ. And by the way, there's not any pictures of Christ that's been painted that is the proper picture of Christ. And I don't recommend that anybody put up a picture that's, that is claimed to be Christ because nobody knows what he looks like. I recommend that you don't put that up because you don't know what he looks like and that picture isn't what he looks like. But we will see him and we'll be like him when that time comes. Christ himself said, I will come again and receive you unto myself. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 11. Acts chapter 1 and verse 11. It says here, uh, well, let's um, read verses 9, begin with verse 9. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven." The angels came and said to them, Don't stand looking up into heaven. Of course, they were gazing up where they last saw Christ when he was caught up from them and he went into the clouds and out of their sight as he went into heaven. And they were still gazing up there and he said, Don't just stop looking where he was. 
you have a job to do. Get busy and do that job because someday he's coming back and he'll come for his people. So don't just stand gazing into heaven. Do the things that he told you to do. The apostles preached about it all the time. Matthew chapter 24, for instance. Matthew chapter 24 and um, verses 30, verse 37. Matthew 24 and verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus in one of his sermons said that when the day, like it, like when it comes to the days, like it was in the days of Noah, that's when it's going to be like when the Son of Man comes back. When he comes to take his people. In verses 42 through, um, 40, excuse me, through 44, in that same sermon, he said, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. God doesn't tell us. There have been people that said he's coming on a certain day at a, date at a certain time. The Bible doesn't tell us. You know not what, your, what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. When you, when you least expect it, people get to the place that they watch uh, closely for a while and think a lot, well, is today the day and so on. Then you get to the place that you kind of uh, get busy with other things and you, you, you forget about it. You don't think about it. It's kind of like an apathy that's on the, the part of the people. That's why a lot of people don't go to church like they should because they, they're in a kind of an apathy. It doesn't, uh, well, I've been serving and it hasn't happened yet and that sort of thing. But when we think not, when we uh, when we are not the least expecting it, he's coming, and so he he told us time and again, be ready, always be ready, because when it's when it's times that you don't think it'll happen, it could. He can come any time. All the signs have taken place. He could come at any time. So just be ready because you never know. It could be any minute. Mark chapter 13 and verse 26 says this. Mark 13 and verse 26. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Mark recorded what Jesus said 
in one of his sermons, and he said, he said to 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 be coming because he will be coming or be watching because he will be coming with great power and glory. Luke said it like this in Luke 21 and verse 27. Luke 21 and verse 27. And then they shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Coming in a cloud with power and great glory. James, the book of James, chapter 5, and verse 7. James, chapter 5, and verse 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, a husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Said a farmer, sows the seed and sits and waits patiently for the time when that seed will produce. The coming of the Lord is the same way and we're to be just as patient. Waiting that day when He comes. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7 says that the trial of, the, of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And then again, again in uh, verse 13, he says, Wherefore, gird up your, the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When he comes and he's revealed to us in First um, uh, Thessalonians chapter four. First Thessalonians chapter four. First Thessalonians four and verses fifteen through seventeen. He says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent. And by the way, the word prevent, when it's in the Bible, is the old English meaning of the word, not what we think of it today. The original old English meaning of prevent was go before. The coming of the Lord shall not go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him 
shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. That's when he will come, take us to be with him, and that which uh, our salvation will be completed when we're taken out of this sinful flesh, out of this sinful world, to be with our Lord forever and forever. We don't know when that is, when that will be. We just know that the Bible teaches very clearly that he is coming again. We know that it will be at a time when a lot of things are going on. There have been some signs told us in the Bible. But um, those signs are all uh, being fulfilled. We know that it could be any time. But the date, the day and the hour, is known only to God. Nobody else knows. Mark chapter 13 Mark 13 and verse 23, or 32, rather. Mark 13 and verse 32. It says, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man. Know not the angels which are in heaven, Neither the Son, but the Father. That day and that hour, nobody knows. No man knows. So when people try to tell you when it's going to be, they don't know. We don't know. We only know that it could happen at any time. Because all the signs have been completed. And it doesn't know or has been started or fulfilled. And we just know that one of these days, and it could be any time, he's coming. Matthew 25, verse 13. Matthew 25, beginning with verse 13. Or verse 13, rather. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Nobody knows. When someone says, I've figured it out, I've read through, read things that it says is going to happen, and it's going to happen on such and such a day, or in such and such a year or month, they don't know. Nobody knows but God the Father. But we know, they, we know that signs have been completed, so it could be any time. It could be any time. Matthew 25 and verse 13, as we just read, says, Watch therefore. Watch. Stay watching because it could be any time. You know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You don't know when it is, but you know He's coming. So watch closely. Watch closely. He is coming. He is coming. Could be any time. Mark 13, verse 35. Mark 13, verse 35. Watch ye therefore. 
For ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. He says, And coming suddenly, he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, Watch, because we don't know when it will be. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 and verse 13. Titus 2 and 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. We're to be looking at all times because it could be at any time. It could be at any time. James says in chapter 5, James chapter 5 and verse 8, Be also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. He says, Be come, be patient. The drawing the coming of the Lord draws nigh. It could be at any time. Just be patient. He is coming. And Revelation twenty two and verse twelve. Revelation twenty two the last chapter of the Bible. He says in verse twelve. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. He said, I come quickly. And brings his reward with him. He is coming one of these days. And Matthew 24 says this. Matthew 24. And verse 44, he says this. Verse 44. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. We get impatient, I guess. Say, well, I don't need to keep watching for him. He's not coming. We know he is coming. We don't know when. We think it ought to be at a certain time, but it's not the time or he would be here. Be ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh says again down in verse 50 the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he's not aware of it'll be at a time when we're least expecting him when he comes for his people he's coming we don't know when Luke chapter 12 Luke chapter 12 and verse 40. 
Be ye therefore ready also. For the Son of Man think as the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Verse forty six. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, at an hour when he's not aware, will cut him in sunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Son of man is coming. We don't know when. You know what's going to happen? In Isaiah 45 and verse 23, Isaiah 45 and verse 23 says this, I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. People's knees will bow and they will acknowledge that he is the Lord. Coming at a time when least expected. But all who have mocked him and all will bow down some in fear, some in judgment, but all will bow before him. Romans chapter 14. Romans 14 and verse 11. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. In the book of Philippians, chapter 2, Chapter 2 and verse 10. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yes, we don't know when it'll be. It could be any time. It could be any time. Look at what all's happened. Look at the news. That tells what's going on. And every day, there are things that happen that when any of us, when we were younger, never heard tell of such things. Never knew that such things went on in the world, if it did at all. Wickedness and evilness and all that is happening Beyond the belief of people. Beyond the imagination that you, you just wonder how, how one person can do to other people what people does today. Just, it's hard to imagine the evilness the wickedness that is in people. The things that they do that that goes on is more than we can imagine. More than we could think. So much going on in the world today. 
so many things happening that you wouldn't even believe people could do. That things people can do to one another, things mothers can do to their children and and fathers can do to their family, and that people can do to others, others. Just more than we can imagine. But when that day happens, we don't know, as I said, when. But I didn't say if that day happens. I said when that day happens. When the Lord comes for His people, and He is coming. When He comes... Well, let's just turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. It says here, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. A lot of people think, well, I'm saved. The Lord will come and take me to be with Him. And I won't be judged. Oh, yeah. We're not going to be judged for our sins. Our sins are paid for in Christ. But we're going to be judged for how we've lived and what we've done as a child of God. There are many people that are very religious when they come through the doors of the church and sit down for a service. But then when they go out, they suddenly uh, become things that they don't pretend to be in the presence of God's people. Nobody knows the things we do a lot of times. But there's one person who does. Almighty God. He knows everything we've done. When we confess our sins to Him, we're not letting Him know what we've done. We're letting Him know that we know that we've sinned against God. We're confessing to Him things that He knows we've done. Everything we do He knows. He's there. And we all stand before Him to be judged for the things that we've done. Now, the judgment for the child of God is not to be judged whether we get to go to heaven or not. That's a a finished fact. In Christ Jesus, we will be in heaven. It's to be judged how we served Him, how we lived in this life and we will be judged for how we served him <coughs> and we've said many times we've sung songs no tears in heaven but the Bible tells us that the Lord will wipe away all tears from our eyes so there will be at one time tears in heaven 
That's when we stand before him in judgment and we realize how little we served him and how much we, we, we failed him. And there will be tears, but our Lord will wipe them away and then there will be no more tears in heaven. But we will acknowledge, we will acknowledge as we appear before our Lord and our life goes before us and we see how many times we could have served God, how many times we could have been in church and we wasn't. Too many times we're satisfied with our excuses but they're very poor excuses and God is not satisfied. We all will appear before our Lord and be judged for the things done in our body. When Christ comes, He will bring rewards for those things that we've done that was right. Revelation 22 and verse 12. And behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give every man according as his work should be. As a child of God, we work not to get saved, nor do we do we work to be to keep saved, but we work because we are saved, and we will be judged as to what kind of work we do as a child of God. As a child of God, He brings rewards to give every man according as his work shall be. When he appears, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4. When the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. You receive a crown of glory that fades not away. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verses uh, 11 through 18. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hair, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revived by fire, revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. We'll be judged. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? The Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him, hath God destroy, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. We're all going to be judged.
many people that think they're very religious, but they don't know Christ, will be will answer to God, and will not be safe in the arms of God. Only God's people. He will judge. We will be judged for our work or service to God. And in 1 Peter it says this. 1 Peter it says, chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now look at what it says. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. An inheritance that's incorruptible that is ours. Yes, there are rewards that we should should receive that we won't because we haven't served God like we should. But we will have rewards for those things that we've done right. Those things that we've done as a child of God should do. And we will be happy in the presence of the Lord. But I'm sure, as I said, when we see how much we failed our Lord, when we see things in our life that appears before us that we could have done and should have done, but we did not, when we did not witness when we could have and should have, There will be tears, but we will be, we will be changed. We will be taken to be with our Lord, and there will be rewards according to our service to God. There will be loss. There will be things that we will see that we should not have done, and there will be tears. The Lord will wipe away those tears. We don't want to say, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to be there anyhow. No, that's not the attitude we should have. We're responsible to live godly. We don't want to, hit, we don't want to see some of our works burn up in the judgment fire. We know we're safe. We know we're secure in Christ Jesus, but we don't want to see our our service burn up in the fire of judgment. We want to be, we want to stand before Him and rejoice because we have served Him as we should serve Him. We don't serve Him. We don't come to church and and and. Uh, witness and all the things that we do to get saved. We don't do them to keep saved. 
but we do them because we are saved. And we don't want to see them, see our works shown to be not enough. We want to be able to rejoice that we have lived as we should live and brought glory to Almighty God. Let's stand to be dismissed. Johnny dismisses.